Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sea View Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Every week, we feature a network of spiritual first responders, bringing the light of consciousness in all areas of alternative medicine, holistic living, and metaphysical. Throughout our high-ranked shows, you and your loved ones will experience an influx of eye-opening information, profound inspiration, compassionate counseling, advanced spirituality, pertinent advice, and loving guidance. Just tune in, live or on demand, and share, share, share. Our shows are held on Mondays and Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. At any moment to participate on our shows, please call 805-830-8344 and press 1 to talk with the host. Seaview provides the platform to a diverse array of guests, national and international, who are joining forces to change the world from inside out, utilizing their areas of expertise. If you have something to say, we have the audience for it. All interviews are easily found in social media and are available free and on demand for anyone who wishes to further their knowledge and to transform their lives. Host a show and get your name in the game. Lead with Seaview Quantum Radio Network on a new media content revolution that is empowering individuals like you with the ability to globally distribute their ideas and create a following of like-minded fans. To request a show, please email Claudia Pareco at cview1111 at gmail.com or visit our website, charlotteview.net. Now, enjoy the episode of the day. Thank you, Danny, and welcome everybody to see you. And today we are doing Ready to Heal Now with host Betsy Sawyer Galing. And she is calling from Sleepy Hollow, New York. Betsy is the host of a TV show called Ready to Heal, very similar to our podcast today. And she understands the struggle many people have and the need to be treated and understood not just as a deceased body part, but as a person. Finding the right answer for you can be challenging as more and more proponents of integrative medicine are seeking to transform healthcare. If you have a health concern, spiritual, emotional, or physical. Call the show and have Betsy help you find the right fit for you. She has the ability to heal in the way of leading you to the right um, modality for you. So now let's hear a little bit about the journey of transformation of Betsy How is it that she got into this area of podcasting and TV advertising, not advertising, TV 
and sharing the alternative and um, holistic modalities with the world. What is it that inside of you, Betsy, was ignited that you are now in this area that I love and I share as well? Welcome to see um, Thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Um, well, to to get started on the whole um, <clears throat> topic of this, I... I, I fell into learning about this through my own health issues um, that started uh, when I was 23 years old. So I had just recently finished college and moved to New York City, and um, I, I became ill um, after, <clears throat> I don't know, I, I was always trying to be healthy, trying to eat healthy, and uh, one day I, I became sick sick and I couldn't even I couldn't lift my foot up to to uh, cross my legs when I was sleeping I couldn't I couldn't move anything and I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with um, lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and I was really feeling terrible um, and I went to uh, the best doctors that I could find in New York City, and there are a lot of them. And um, one of the ones that the first one I went to told me that, um, first of all, he said, How are you feeling? And I, I told him I was feeling terrible. And he said, Well, just get used to it because it's, it's going to get worse. Um, and that's basically all he could tell me. And he gave me a big prescription for medicine. And um, then uh, he encouraged me to go to a support group. So I did go to a support group, and um, in the support group, the first, the first and only time I went to it, we sat in a circle and we talked about, you know, what we were feeling, and um, and then the leader said to us, you know, well, let's all go around the circle and talk about something that we feel good about. And so one person in the circle said, um, well, you know, I I was feeling really sorry for myself, but um, because I'm 34 and I have, you know, this illness and now I feel so much better because here's Betsy and she's only 23 and <laughs> she's sick. And I, I was just like, man, you know, that that's what I get. That's This is the support I get. And I realized, um, you know, I'm 23 years old. I'm not giving up here. Uh, the the doctor that I saw told me I had uh, a 70% chance of living for five years, and he told me that, you know, I couldn't I couldn't really have kids or I couldn't work, and um, obviously that's unacceptable. So I started doing some research myself about it, and uh, the first thing I started doing was taking large doses of vitamin C. Um, I had read something about that um, combating uh, illness and and laughter therapy. Um, I and I started doing. I made myself little meditation tapes, um, which you know seemed kind of silly to me at the time. Um, just trying to help myself relax and not feel the pain. And I did eventually find a, this is one good thing that I did find through the support group was a um, rheumatologist who was not uh, gung-ho on filling me with lots of medicines. And he supported my um, desire to just 
work my way back to health with some natural things as well as um, a prescription medicine that he gave me. Um, but over the course of, uh, you know, I just I recently turned 59. I have two kids who are out in the grown and out in the world doing their thing, and I've been working all this time. I've, um, you know, I, my health is good. I am still always working on maintaining it and making it better. I still have health challenges, and I I know everybody does because that's just that's just life. And there's always um, a better way to live. There's always a way to make yourself more healthy. This is just the environment that we're in. Um, and so I focus on it. And over the course of how many years has it been? 36 years, 37 years. Um, I have uh, acquainted myself with a lot of different modalities um, of healing. And I've found that some of them are helpful for me. Some of them are not. You know, some apply to certain um, issues more than others. Um, and uh, it, it really depends. It really depends on uh, a number of things, but being open-minded and willing to try something new is is really the first step. And um, desperation brings a lot of people to that. And I um, I find also <clears throat> this is this is one of the things that um, I know there are a lot of people who still have a lot of pushback <laughs> about uh, alternative healing because they feel like um, you know, people are unqualified who are doing these things and they don't understand them. And I, I get that, but I have to say, I, I have met so many healers, probably a majority, who have had professional training um, in a in a um, area that we would call, you know, acceptable to society. And they have that training, but then they've expanded and found something better, and it's something in the alternative field uh, that really helps people and that's why they're doing it and most people are very very dedicated to what they're doing they're not uh they're not looking for money they're not looking for fame they're really looking to help you know they're they're really turned on by healing um so it's it's a it's a real win-win um if people know about them and that's what i feel called to just make sure people know what's out there. And, you know, Betsy, um, one of the first things that I have found that um, our service of providing this information over the Internet is, is when that person, just like your show said, is ready to heal. You need to be ready to heal and to take charge of your health because then there's all of this information that you can reach and get, but you have to be ready. And I know that for some people might, might think, well, everybody's ready to heal. Nobody likes to be sick, but I want to, to uh, put it out there. Sometimes it seems like you want others to heal you but not your, you do it the job yourself. What is it that you think? Well, I have to agree with that. I mean, I think, I think we all feel that way to some degree, especially because when you're sick, you, you feel that you are already out of control. If you knew how to fix it, you would have fixed it. So I think that's kind of the, 
knee-jerk reaction. I, I know I feel that, you know, when something happens that I don't understand, I want somebody to show me how to fix it. I want somebody, and if someone can fix it for me, that's wonderful. Uh, if I don't have to do, but that's also part of the mindset that we have um, mm-hmm. that needs to change, that we, we feel like going to somebody is the answer rather than going within. Um, and it's also a matter of, you know, collecting the tools for ourselves to, to kind of um, assess where we are um, in, a, in a physical way. And it's also... Like I'm, like I said before, people don't really know what the options are. And even for me, I, I've been into this for many years. I'm still coming across every single day. I'm coming across different ways of healing. I've never heard of them before, but they're working for people. A lot of them are ancient. Uh, they're from other cultures. They're things that people in a in a particular um, community might know about, but. Uh, the vast majority of us don't know about them, and we we need to know them. And we also need to start with the mindset that we can heal. We we can do it, and we may not have the tool at that moment, but we can find it. So that's it. That's what I'll do. Uh, anyone that is listening, if they want some advice from you as to where to go, that is something that you can connect with them and show and show them what type of alternative medicine is better for whatever illness they might have had? Yes, yes. Um, and I would also just encourage people, um, you know, if you, if you don't want to um, talk about it, um, you, could, you could just email me at readytohealnow at gmail.com. And I can, or if there's not a connection that I could make for you, you know, on the spot, um, I just encourage you to email me um, with your concern or your question, and I would be happy to respond, you know, to anybody. Um, There are a lot of things. um, And there are also a lot of things that people are doing, you know, if, if you're involved in the spiritual world, there are a lot of things that, that, feel pretty out there. Um, but some, things, some things our society has kind of slowly um, gotten a level of acceptance for. One of them is acupuncture. Um, some, some people, some health plans do even cover that. Um, they cover massage. They cover... Um, what are some other things? Maybe Reiki. Those are some. Those are some things some people may know about. Chiropractic. You, you may hear about it, but you you wouldn't necessarily know why to go to each of them. Um, you know, we also we also have a lot of more capacity um, than we than we use in in this society. And um, that's something that we're kind of learning as a as a culture, um, but it's slow. It's slow, and um, we kind of we kind of, we we live in a society where you know I compare it to like a sixty four crayons, but we're trying to fit it into like four boxes. You know, sort them out that way, and that's how our society is set up. And while while it's 
it gives us a little comfort of knowing, okay, I'm in this box or I'm in this box. A lot of, a lot of people don't fit particularly in those boxes. And some people don't fit. They just don't fit. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't mean they don't have a place. Um, it just means as a society, we're not recognizing them and we're not recognizing their value. And we're not, and we do that with ideas too. And we do that with experiences you know, we have experiences in our lives and some of them we can talk about. Some of them we can't talk about because our society doesn't really let us. It doesn't give us an outlet uh, and that causes a lot of problems because it's still there, but we don't have an acceptable outlet for it. And that, that kind of thing causes a lot of illness in people. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Um yeah, the, there's all of these areas um, that we are still exploring of ourselves. And sometimes when we touch them, we don't understand what's going on. Right. And right. Well, we what... can have... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there seems to be some... Right? Can you hear that? Can you hear that? Um, I, I can't hear you very well, so that's probably what it is. Yeah, I was just going to ask you to speak up. Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me better like this? Yes, now I can hear you. Yes, now I can hear you. That's much better. Yeah, there's something going on with the Internet, so I'm going to use this way. Okay, so, yeah, you're ta- we were talking about... Um, finding the right resources when in the alternative medicine, when you are going through something and not knowing where to go. So one of those uh, times, I think the first thing when you're going with alternative medicine is the use of our intuition. Is It's going to start telling you either to listen to a podcast like the one we are referring right now or things are going to start popping into your life where if you pay attention, you're going to have the answer. A friend might say something. So it usually starts like that. Is, is that what you have found in your time doing your TV show and all of that, that usually the first thing that gets activated on people that are looking towards their health with either own intuition? Um, I think it's intuition, but I think many times it's desperation. It's, it's just not it's just seeing that the solutions that you're being given are not going to work. That's what happened to me. I wanted to follow the protocol, um, and I did it, and um, what did I get? I, I got so much negative feedback that I realized that there's no going forward if I listen to this. There's there's no going forward for me. Um, so are you there? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing you again. Um, it, anyway, yeah, I, and I, I find that for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I hear, you know, for example, they have like a digestive issue, Crohn's disease, something that where they're bedridden, and the things that they're being told to do 
don't help them. And, you know, I, while I was um, suffering through this and, you know, I, I moved from Chicago to New York to Chicago, I, I had some issues and, you know, the, I mean, the things that people, this is another thing. You have to listen to your intuition. Some of the things doctors want to do to you, you do not want them to do to you. That's a big problem where you listen to your intuition. I was having some breathing problems and um, somebody wanted me to come in for them to like do tissue biopsies of my lung. Um, and I was like, no, absolutely no. That's when you go to the next person. That's when you keep looking. You don't, you don't just follow something that your heart tells you is not right. We, because we try to stick in the society and we try to stay in these little boxes, which we are all growing, we see, we see we're outgrowing them, we can't do this anymore, um, we will eventually be out of them. But right now we are still stuck in them. Uh, and, and we're seeing how, how much that they, they really don't work for us in a lot of, a lot of ways. And how is it that you started with your TV show? Um, how did I start with it? Um, I wanted to share this. Uh, again, you know, since, since I was given such a grave diagnosis and um, I, I managed to find all sorts of answers for myself, although it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. Um, and uh, I wanted to make it more accessible because I know people need to know about these things. And I also, coming from a medical family, my father was a physician, um, you know, you learn to do things in a certain way and there are other ways and they are legitimate and they are good and they should be included, um, you know, as a viable choice. And I think there's just a bias still about uh, the practitioners of, of alternative medicine. Now they, not all, not all alternative methods will work for you. I'm sure there are some charlatans out there and there are some, charlatan physicians out there too <laughs> so it's really you know it's really about finding the fit that works and listening to yourself listening to your body um yeah i think that's really true about following the intuitive nudges and i, I find that too in my life just sometimes you think you're going one way but um, life tells you no. You're you're not going that way. You're going here, and then you keep trying to go that way. And life is like no, no. You will be going here, and then eventually you get it. You know. Yeah, we are constantly being shown. Yeah, and we're not. We're just not used to. Um, and also, it's difficult. It's it's um, it's work. It's work. It's soul growth, and it's. It's also sometimes hard to to find the line of when you're supposed to keep working at something and when you're supposed to like let go of it. Try something else. And, and if you were to, to uh, tell people in your own experience, what have been the alternative um, methods that have worked better for you? Um, well, I've worked with. Um, I've had some good results with acupuncture uh, that's one of the things that's been helpful to me um, I have had a lot of good come out of um, nutritional therapy and I do I, 
I try so many things all the time. I, I'm always paying attention to that and um, testing out little things. I try um, – r- right now I'm working on the digestive digestive issues, and so I make kombucha tea. Um, I eat kimchi. I take a lot of I, – I find vitamin D – vitamin D was very helpful to me. I went through a period of time when I had a lot of anxiety and – it was really very difficult for me um, because I hadn't had it before and I had to drive my kids across um, a bridge, a, a three-mile bridge to get to school. And it made me, I, I was fine going over it when it was moving, but when it, it would get backed up and we'd be sitting on the bridge, the bridge would start to jump a little bit. It was like there was a lot of traffic sitting on that bridge not able to cross, and um, it made me so anxious, um, and I felt like jumping out of my skin. I had to just sit there in the car. I couldn't get out of the car. I couldn't walk forward. I couldn't walk backwards. I had to sit there, and <laughs> that drove me crazy, um, and I started looking for, you know, things I could do. I did acupuncture. I did. I finally found, by going to a functional um physician um, that I should be taking lots of vitamin D. So I started taking lots of vitamin D and my anxiety just kind of went away. It just, I kind of like learned how to deal with it. And these are things I wouldn't have known. um, And it isn't something that any um, physician who who was in my uh, health network would have come up with for me at all. I wouldn't have known that. You know, I had to kind of search for it. But um, if there's a if there's a way to find these solutions or these potential solutions, I want people to know about them because it, it's very difficult. My dog actually is um, – she's been having um, seizures. And so I work with a um, vet who I also – I interviewed on my cable TV show um, who, who does Chinese medicine as well as, um, you know, the – the uh, typical um, veterinary medicine. And so through that, um, she's been able to get off of uh, some of the really heavy-duty toxic medications. She's doing Chinese medicine. She's taking uh, homeopathic remedies. She's also taking medical marijuana. Um, All these things, we have so many options out here. People need to understand what's out there. I, I interviewed a doctor who um, who prescribes medical marijuana to people, not to animals. Um, it's helpful for so many different conditions, and we're starting to learn that and understand that. And it's not um, it's really an oil, a derivative um, that they use, and there's a spectrum um, of qualities that you can get from these what the, what they derive. Uh, f- from medical marijuana, so say you say you need something that's kind of sedative, um, or you need something. To, you know, it, it depends on what your condition is. That's how they diagnose it for you. Uh, that's uh, that's how they um, find the treatment for you. Um, but a lot of people are having uh, great success with inflammation, with even cancer patients. People, you know, in their days when their body is declining, but they just they have a lot of pain and they need something 
This is great for it. So these are things that are out there that might still have a stigma. People don't understand there's value in it. And I want people to know. You know what is another uh, area that I have found a lot in my in my experience with the podcast? And distance healing is it's amazing how you can be Oh yeah, I mean distance or people who know how to work with energy, and that's another thing that we're. I always say I think it would be great if just the energy around us had colors. It would make us. It would, and some people are sensitive enough to see the colors, but the vast majority are not. And it would really make it so much more clear what's happening um, in in all sorts of situations because we are we are actually we are putting off energy. And you did the Barbara Ann Brennan. Um, you did the training, right? Is that what you told me? Uh, Were you? Yes, I, I was trained by somebody that was. Oh. Yeah, because um, I have to say that, you know, I have the the book Hands of Light and uh, the other one that she did. I, and when I first came across that concept, and her concept is just that we're we're all energy. And this is a, this is a NASA-trained woman. This is not some um, person who just, you know, is trying to make a buck on a new idea. <laughs> like, this is the thing that... <laughs> That it just surprises. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I understand it's this outside of our outside of our four boxes of crayons. We have to just like see. There's so much more here, um, and she sees this and she presents it. But when she presented it, when I first came across it, I looked at it and I I marveled that anybody would find a publisher for this. Like it was so outside of my idea of reality that I was just like I can't believe you know how could they have this in the bookstore how did this person find a you know but that but then once you start to understand it you see oh yes of course this is just outside yeah. our way of that's all it is you know and it's just like um French you know like people if you don't speak French you know you might you might want to say well that's not a language but of course it is a language just you just don't know the language your friends don't know the language okay but it's still language and these people are having an intelligent conversation in another language that you don't understand that's all it is yeah, and then it's like the language of light that you were talking about. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. That's another thing that's, um, you know, and that, this is, I think, like, it's it's just like a whimsical part of life because um, some of these things that we know and, um, you know, some things that you know when you're a child that just seem to have, like, no application to anything, and um, here's one thing that, uh, this isn't language of light, but I will get on to that, but something that my sister and I used to do when we were little, you know, we'd sit there, and, and it's what it's called is toning. We'd sit there and we'd go, ah, and we'd make a noise as long as we could. Um, it's to- it, it's What it is, it's toning. It's actually good for the body. It vibrates your body, and that's People do that in other cultures, but it's very, it's acceptable. Now we're doing like sound baths this is another way to surround yourself with sound because the vibration is healing and it's clearing. 
But we used to do that. We knew it was kind of a cool thing to do. And, of course, you know, our mother would say, okay, knock that <laughs> off. You know, because, yes, of course, it gets annoying. I I get that. You know, it does get annoying. But it's actually, we, we knew this. It was a healthy thing to do. So light language, this is something that my sister and I did when we were, like, maybe 9 or 10 years old. And we, we lived in a community that um, – had, we had just recently gotten some Romanian and Russian immigrants, I guess, when we decided we were going to, um, to we were going to speak in tongues, and um, and that's really what light language is. And we thought we liked the concept of it, and um, so anyway, we just started speaking, and the the words that came out, the things that came out, sounded like a language, and we were like, oh. Wow, you know, I wonder if we're, I wonder what we're speaking here because what is this? You know, and we just had the, we had the intention to speak light language. Um, and, and then we did it and we thought it was funny. And then we went to the, I remember being in the grocery store and having a conversation in the grocery store in this language and, and thinking, oh, maybe someone will come up and start talking to us and then we'll find out what language this is. Um, and we thought, you know, maybe it was Romanian, maybe it was something else. And then we totally forgot about it. Well, anyway, now many, many years later, I connected with a healer. Her name is Jamie Price, who does light language. And I know other healers, too. My friend Mary Ann Savino also does light language. I think she's going to be on your show soon. Um, yes. Um, so, so I connected with her. She did some healing for me that I that I felt was really um, profound, and I I could feel it. Um, I've also you know found other um, other healers on the internet who do things, and I I feel them very deeply. Um, but I she did light language, and I saw her doing this, um, and I was like, and I heard her doing it, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, it's really interesting, and this is something. Um, and to me, to me, what this is is we are creating um, neural pathways to uh, to our right brain. That that we have a we have a left brain society. That's how we connect in this society. But um, some older cultures, um, Aboriginal cultures, other Indian, a lot of these older cultures connect um, on the right side of the brain. And so some of these things they already have and they share this. We don't share that in our culture. And we're kind of, this is what this is. We're connecting. And it's interesting, too. um, There's something that I started seeing, um, and I'm on a Facebook group with this. People who are writing, who are um, writing down light codes that they see um, and light codes are part of the light language. This is just, mm-hmm. um, and you and you probably know all about this, right, Claudia? So um, a- anyway, people are drawing what they see. And now this is another thing that back, I started seeing these in the 90s, and I did not know what they were. And I got a, a book about symbols because I kept, like, I'd, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd see like these symbols dancing. I'm like, what is this? You know, I know it's something. I don't know what it is. And I asked my yoga teacher if she knew anything about it and she didn't really know. And she suggested I get a book of symbols. So I looked them up and I didn't see anything really like that. And then I connected with other people. Again, all of these ideas sound outlandish at first because 
this is not the area where we're looking. You know, this is not like what our society supports at this moment. Um, but uh, so then I went to, what was it? Some sort of, maybe it was a solstice gathering, and I saw that the person who was giving the solstice gathering had a lot of, um, she had a lot of, she was selling a lot of samples of light language writing. And I, I was like, what is this? You know, what does this mean? And then she said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's nonlinear. It's not really, you, you won't necessarily know what it means. So if you feel it, you feel it. Um, so, I didn't know what that was, but more and more now I see this, you know, and I see and I see specific specific um patterns, you know. Um but it's, it's very interesting and it's something that we're learning about, you know, and and the culture is learning about and individuals are learning about. So, um it um what's a good way to describe it? It's it's a healing modality. It's something that comes from connecting neural pathways in our brain to something that's already there. And um, we are able to, I don't know if it's channeling it, um, but we're able to access it. And it's, and it's a healing stream. It's a stream of healing that we put out um, and communicate by uh, singing, by um, movement, by words um, and more and more people are feeling it and getting it can you expand on that Claudia yeah you know when I when I that it is a way to bypass our brain our linear uh-huh. thoughts so it's a way uh-huh. that we have to get to the extension of ourself because when you whatever you you want to express with words it's so limited that when you can right. resource the light language it's like you go boom, to the expansiveness of the, of the all and when you are transmitting in land, in that language of light even though you can connect to the feeling of the link of that, what is it that you are transmitting? It is impossible to put it on words because you would not have enough words. There's, uh-huh. That's what happens when you want to explain what you just said. He's like, well, no, no, it's love, but no, no, it's not love because it's more than love. And what is more than love? Well, I can't explain it. It's, it's light, but it's more light than light. It's you see, so it's 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 a way to reach the expansiveness of the all with just the vibration of your sound or movement or however is is it that you bring it down. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Yeah, it does. You know, another it just reminded me of another thing I wanted to say, which is um about opening our hearts and how and how important that is and how we as a you know and different communities are different I've noticed this different communities are different about the amount to which they open their heart um, some just some observations that I've had about this um, 
and how important that is to um, helping you live your life and to understanding other people and situations um, and following your intuition, like consciously telling yourself, open your heart, consciously being aware of it. Um, And one way I learned this, the biggest way I learned this is through my dog. I realized that having my dog, um, she has her heart open all the time. Um, as, as dogs do, that's just their way, and that's how they communicate, and that's how they communicate to us. Um, but by being around her and feeling that, feeling that her heart is always open to me, it makes my heart open. And it makes me aware of how often we don't open our hearts. And I see, like, in different cultures, um, <clears throat> Latin culture, for example, um, they have their hearts more open than um, my culture, which is, you know, uh, you know, my British ancestry, for example. You know, that culture tends to have their heart closed, you know, and it's tight lip. You know, this is just like a way of being. And some people don't have people have that to different degrees. And dogs, animals, they have their heart open. It's a healthier way to to live, and it gives you a lot of information um, about your environment and about other people. And it also just creates understanding. <laughs> there, there, there's everything good about it. We and out of vulnerability, we close our hearts. You know, especially in a place like where I am right now, New York. People have boundary, you know, they have to have very tight boundaries because we're so close to each other, and that kind of mm-hmm. also makes it harder to keep keep our hearts open. Yeah, you know, what I'm you know one, yeah, one of the of of the messages that I I have received is it's not only opening the heart, but it's also healing the heart. It's one of the things that we are working on at this time. And healing the heart sounds very easy, but it's not, because it's exactly what you said. We have had so many lifetimes of being hurt by each other's that we have closed our, our hearts. And, yeah, some societies more than others, but we, if, if if you're human today, it's very, 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 very probable you have been here many, many other times. And we have jumped from one society to the other because we just wanted to experience it all. So, of course, by being the experiencers that we were, well, yes. we experienced a lot of heartache. And, to, and now we are healing that heart because... We need to open our hearts in in such a way that we stop thinking that we need to protect ourselves because there is absolutely nothing, no one that can hurt us if we don't let that energy to be so. If we believe someone can hurt us, then we're going to be hurt and not, no matter what you do. But the moment that you stop believing that some that you are this vulnerable person that others can hurt, then that's it. That moment, 
you open your heart, you heal your heart, and the connection that we're going to start having is going to be so, I think it's starting to happen that I think many people are, we are now reaching and connecting to others in a very different way that it even surprises us. Yeah, I think I think certainly we're um we're definitely moving in that direction. And just some thoughts that I had myself too. Like I know when I had my first child um 26 years ago, I I realized that a piece of my heart opened that I didn't know was there. Um and I could feel it and I was just curious about that. You know, they talk about the high heart. These are all things I have so much curiosity about all this stuff, and that's another thing that just keeps me wanting to interview people and wanting to find out, like, what are you doing, and how did you figure out that this works? You know, what's your what's your connection to this? Um, because there's a lot that we don't know, um, but a lot of the things that I was going back to, like childhood, where you do kind of know some of these things, or you you have an instinct to do something, but then you're told don't do it, um, yeah. and then you just you hold that thought your entire life, don't do it. But like, no, you know, you you have to be able to reopen some of these things, and it's difficult. It's just it's it's tricky. <laughs> We're all kind of going through this maze. Um, <sighs> working on working on having our best lives and um, some of the things that we're doing are not helping us they're they're making it worse so intuition is a is a big thing and also just um, being able to hear your voice of intuition I think that's that's a job for people too to just be able to know what's intuition. Um, n- know what that voice is um, that's yours. Yeah, you're right. And, but you know, the, also the other um, day, as I was thinking on on healing myself and how difficult it is to find your your root cause or what is it? What's the thought behind? And then you reach out to somebody, and that somebody tells you right away, oh. You have this, and you're like, How, why couldn't I just see it? It's so obvious. Right. <laughs> I think we are, we all have a little bit of um, that veil with the purpose of connecting with each other. I think we are not capable of seeing everything at all times because otherwise we would not connect with other people and that is part of the fun of life is playing as if you don't know and somebody else is going to help you and but the idea is to make it in such a way where your worthiness your own worthiness and your own um, empowerment is never released to the other it's just shared Uh uh-huh well, that's interesting, and I, yeah, I, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with that thought. Um, I don't know. I, I know there's also there's timing to things, and so there, there can be so many because we're all energy and we're all interacting with energy. There can be 
so many things that go into um, what's happening, um, and it may be too complex to know all the pieces um, at one at one point. And um, since we can't, you know, separate it all out, there's there may be a lot of causative factors to things, um, and that's another. another issue um, that makes it difficult to know and it's helpful, yeah, to, to be able to listen to your intuition and maybe meet the person who can show you what's next. Yeah, but that makes you go out and search. It makes you what? Go out and search. Right. Exactly. In all of this journey that you have been telling us and you have been expressing, what is it with that memory or that part of your journey that you treasure as your most valuable um, lesson of life? Oh. Well, the gosh, that's a big question. That is a big question. Oh, I have to go. I'm so sorry. I have to go. My dog is ill. Just a moment. Your dog is ill? Oh. Well, uh, hello? I think she said her dog was ill. So we're going to finish today's transmission with... um, Thanking everybody that was listening to us, and please let's send some energy of light and love to Betsy and her dog, so everything is um, okay with them. And thank you for listening to us, and we're going to say goodbye with, um, and see you everybody next week in CU Quantum Network. Goodbye.